The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. Welcome back. Two of the biggest names in AI and the market overall reporting tonight, Alphabet and Microsoft results. Obviously the focus of today's Tech Check segment with our Steve Kovac. So Steve, how do we look for the progress on AI? Is it in numbers or, or color around earnings? It's mostly going to be color. And look, today, Sarah, is AI day for earnings season. On the one side, you have the perceived leader in AI, Microsoft, which has been rapidly pumping out AI features into products like Bing Search, Teams, and other Microsoft Office apps. And then you have the fast follower, Alphabet, which has only experimental version of its chatbot barred on the market, but promises to incorporate those products into search and other things. And so why this matters. JP Morgan analysts had a really good note out this morning pointing out six of the companies behind generative AI are responsible for the performance of 53% of the S&P 500 and 54% of the NASDAQ 100 so far this year. Alphabet shares have been especially sensitive to the idea it's behind Microsoft and AI. Just last week, we saw shares fall on that report. Samsung considered ditching Google as the default search engine on its devices following the Bing AI launch. And it shows Google has more to lose. It has over 90% of the search market share. And the lucrative deals it cuts with device makers like Apple and Samsung help secure that. The momentum behind Bing, though, gives companies like Samsung and Apple more bargaining power with Google to grab an even bigger slice of Google's search profits. On the call tonight, though, listen for any hints from CEO Sundar Pichai on when Google will incorporate BARD into search along with other Google products. And beyond AI, there's a lot more to go over. Slowing Azure growth is going to be the story at Microsoft, not to mention those poor reports of PC sales falling this quarter, which will impact the Windows business. And for Google, focus on the health of the digital ad market, YouTube sales, and its own cloud business, which is still far behind Microsoft's in terms of market share guys. Hey, Steve, I wonder if uh, Alphabet's going to give us any kind of robust assurance that they will remain the search default either on the Samsung or the Apple side. Yeah, and that's a big one. Like I was saying, Carl, you know, Google pays in these revenue share agreements you know, tens of billions of dollars to various web browsers, to Samsung, to Apple. Apple reportedly, they pay $20 billion a year. And the, the Apple contract in particular is said to be up for negotiation again. And so Apple kind of has some leverage here, Carl. They can say, well, we're kind of looking at this Bing thing. It looks really great. And they can get a uh, better deal out of that. As far as macro tells, Steve, what's the expectation for search revenue? We, we've just been talking to some of the consumer CEOs, Coke, Pepsi, McDonald's last hour. They're ramping up ad spend. And, and I wonder, because this is the one that's been sensitive to the macroeconomic weakness. Yeah, and it, it's not just the ad network, but I also like looking when Microsoft reports well, and Google will, too, on their cloud business, because that gives you a read into how small businesses are spending IT, what kind of cuts they're making. Microsoft loves to say, look, we're cutting deals now with our customers. We're helping them save money now. It might not be great for our, our bottom line today, but they want to capture those customers, keep those cloud customers now. So when we come out of this macro environment, they'll, they'll have those people locked down. 
And then you finally got on the Microsoft side the ongoing Activision discussion, yeah. uh, their willingness now to separate teams and office in Europe. Uh, as they are meeting face-to-face -face with regulators all around the world. Yeah, and speaking of regulators, tomorrow, Carl, we're going to get the decision from the U.K. Competition Markets Authority on whether or not it approves the Activision deal. That's going to be a big one. If they say no, the deal is at extreme risk of not going through. So we'll find out that tomorrow morning. For today's Tech Check, it's all about the marquee names reporting after the bell today. Alphabet and Microsoft, of course. I shouldn't frame it like this, but who will come out on top? Eric Sheridan is Managing Director at Goldman Sachs. He covers Alphabet for us. Uh, Morgan Stanley's Keith Weiss is here to preview Microsoft today. And from the investor side, James Chuckmuck is here. He's co-founder of Clockwise Capital. On set for all of this as well is our own Deirdre Bosa. Deirdre, welcome to you. Let's start with Alphabet coming off three straight quarters of earnings declines. They recently announced drastic cost cuts, including their first major mass layoffs since going public. They're also shoveling cash into artificial intelligence. And Eric, you say AI is one of the key things to watch here, but how much is that really going to show up in today's report? I think there are going to be three important components to uh, the report tonight. Number one is going to be the strength or uh, cyclicality in the advertising business that comes through in search and YouTube. That's probably going to be the biggest driver of incremental results uh, tonight. Second will be the cost-cutting initiatives that you referenced, how that flows through numbers beyond just the report tonight in Q1 and how it moves deeper into the year and maybe even changes some of the trajectory on costs going out to 2024. And then last Lastly, I would say the AI initiative. You know, the company has been much more on the front foot uh, in the last two to three weeks in terms of press coverage of their AI initiatives and putting on display some of what they try to build for the long term. And that contrasts with six, eight, ten weeks ago when I think the company was was a little bit more on the back foot uh, and Microsoft had a little bit more of the offensive on sure. the narrative. Sure. Okay. You have a buy rating, a 128 price target, Deirdre. A lot of people focus on the valuation, which I think around 23 times, maybe 10 points lower than Microsoft. But maybe the discount's warranted. I don't know. I was actually kind of surprised to hear Eric say that they're not on the back foot anymore because I feel like they're even more on the back foot, really? actually. Remember the New York Times article that said that Samsung was actually considering yes. possibly Bing for their search engine? That is a very big deal. And they said that there was panic inside of Google. So I'm not sure if any of the analysts are going to ask about it on the call tonight. But there is this sense that has really been the narrative this year is that Google has had to play catch up. They continue to do so. They continue to have to protect that moat at all costs. And Senator Pichai is very good at saying that they're going to be responsible. They have to balance the cautiousness with the boldness. Is that going to be enough for investors at a time when they also have to cut costs? It's a bit of a paradox, right? They got to cut costs, but then get really excited about this future innovation. Right. Invest heavily to keep up. All right, Chuck Muck, I know you're big on Amazon, but if I had to press yeah. you on Google versus Microsoft, who'd you rather today? Definitely Microsoft. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm on Team Deidre as it relates to, uh, to Alphabet. I, I think it's going to be a back half story. I think it's going to be uh, a lot of opaqueness as it relates to the, uh, the acceleration that we need to see on the search side, as well as uh, kind of re resumption of growth on, on the YouTube side. And I don't think we're going to get that much clarity on the cost side of the picture. It's a lot of generic language to date. And, I, and this is not a company that really likes to get granular and quantify yeah. uh, the kinds of things that investors are nervous about. All right, Microsoft, me, you know. Yeah, I'll I was going to say, let me come back to you on Microsoft in just a moment, actually, because I really take your point. And I just want to give Eric a chance to respond before we let you go, Eric, to what Deirdre and uh, James just said. 
We laid out um, about a month and a half ago that no one has invested more in AI than Alphabet has over the last five years. So Milker Chai first talked about it being an AI first company at Google I.O. in 2017. I wouldn't measure who wins or loses AI based on the first three to six months uh, of this narrative. I think a lot of this uh, story still is to be told in the years ahead. All right, Eric Sheridan, thank you, sir. We appreciate your time joining us from Goldman today. As we turn to Microsoft, also on deck, facing slowing growth in the cloud and sharp slide in demand for things like personal computers. Of course, perhaps arguably at the forefront of the AI race. We turn to Keith for opportunity in this stock. Um, talk to us about what your expectations are and, and what do you say to people who go, well, but it's, it's expensive? Yeah, I would say compared to the opportunity, it's not expensive as of yet. Um, like you were talking about, generative AI is a massive opportunity for Microsoft on a go-forward basis. And we like their positioning because they benefit not just on the platform side of the equation, hosting the GPT model um, that powers ChatGPT, but also a lot of other products. But they also have a broader application suite where they can monetize that through stuff like Copilot for GitHub or uh, Viva Sales. There's going to be a co-pilot for Office 365 at some point that's going to be coming out. So they have both the underlying technology, but also a lot of avenues to monetize it on a go-forward basis. That's going to expand out the opportunity a lot and more than justify the valuation, in my view. James? I'd agree with all those points, but we do take pause a little bit on the valuation side. I mean, it's still at 10 times sales. Um, the, the comps are, are negative right now. I mean, you're, you're talking about decelerating growth uh, on the cloud side still question marks as to when we're going to get that resumption of growth on personal computing as well as gaming. And, and at the end of the day, you know, the AI question is, is a big one and probably going to be material for all the companies that we're talking about today. But, you know, it's still very, very early days. So yeah. we like it, you know, we like it into the quarter, but it's, it, it's, it's the, given the valuation, it's certainly not a top five position. Georgia? I think we said early about five times in this conversation, it is very, very early days. And what we're going to get tonight is sort of the near-term risk for Microsoft and Google, by the way, and a lot of that centers on cloud for Microsoft. It is such an indication of how the rest of spending is going in the enterprise world. So if that disappoints, that could be a very big problem. Also, because let's not forget where these companies now stand in terms of the broader marketplace. I mean, concentration in these names has only been increasing this year. So it's going to have major ramifications. And I think a stumble in cloud for Microsoft and Alphabet um, would have major ramifications for that near-term stock price and valuation. And Keith, maybe you can just add a, a comment on the cloud here. And it, obviously, it would seem that Microsoft should recover from it, even if they have one better, because they can tell this great forward story, which even though it's early, is clearly already priced into the, the stock in terms of the multiple. And it's only a couple percentage points off its all-time high. Yeah, and I, I think the tension is definitely there. There's the tension between the, the near-term cyclical pressures on, on cloud, and we talk about that in terms of cloud optimization. We think we're probably halfway, more than halfway through that cloud optimization activity um, but then on the other side, there's the much more expansive um, sort of fundamental secular um, opportunity for Microsoft in generative AI and more broadly in AI. Um, I, I do think this uh, Azure number is going to be very important for the near-term direction of the stock. But I, I get the sense there's a lot of investors who are waiting in the sidelines who want to be on board with Microsoft, are worried about that deceleration in Azure. Mm -hmm. And when we do start to see that stabilize, I think that should be a good period for the stock. All right. Yesterday, everyone was in the Google basket. Today, it's all about Microsoft. We'll leave it there. Thank you, everybody.
CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Ettinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts.